Welcome to CodeCasts, a podcast series presented by the ICMI, the International Cyanide Management Institute. CodeCasts aims to provide our listeners with useful information about the International Cyanide Management Code and to help you understand some of the Cyanide Code's compliance requirements and expectations. This series is designed to supplement the training and guidance materials that you can find on the Cyanide Code website. If you'd like to access these materials, such as the standards of practice we refer to, please go to www.cyanidecode.org. You can also find more information on the resources referenced in this episode in the show notes. In this CodeCast, we will discuss Standard of Practice 4.4 of the Cyanide Code. This requires Cyanide Code mine signatories to take certain steps to protect birds, other wildlife, and the livestock from cyanide-related effects of process solutions. This CodeCast aims to help listeners understand what is expected of them in this regard a little more clearly. The first expectation of Standard of Practice 4.4 is that mines limit the level of cyanide in any open waters at their mining operations which birds, wildlife and livestock might be able to access. This maximum limit is set at 50 mg per litre of weak acid dissociable, or WAD cyanide. The 50 mg per litre limit applies to open waters, like tailing storage facilities, ponds associated with heap leaches, like pregnant solution ponds, for example, and any other ponds and open waters to which birds, wildlife and livestock have access, such as heap leach solution channels and return water ponds. But it does not apply to open-top process tanks or vessels such as CIL tanks. This is because the solution in these kinds of tanks or vessels is typically neither accessible nor attractive to wildlife. It also does not apply to catchment ponds and containments that collect cyanide-containing process solutions in event of an emergency. As long as these ponds or containments do not ordinarily contain solution – And as long as they are emptied as soon as practically possible once the emergency has passed, they are not required to stay below the 50 mg per litre limit. A solution of 50 mg per litre WAD cyanide, or anything lower than that, is usually considered to be non-lethal for birds, mammalian wildlife and livestock. It is important to note, however, that the limit is not designed to protect insects and small animals such as mice. It's also important to keep in mind that while the standard of practice is directed at protection of birds and wildlife, cyanide process solutions in tailings, heap leaches and process solution ponds can also pose a hazard to untrained persons and the public. Appropriate warning signs, access controls and fencing are important control measures to limit people from potentially hazardous cyanide exposure. The code's requirements for protecting humans from cyanide exposure can be found under Standard of Practice 6.2 and is discussed in another CodeCast episode. Standard of Practice 4.4, on the other hand, is focused exclusively on birds, wildlife and livestock, and its requirements should be understood in that light. Thus far, we have established that Standard of Practice 4.4 places a 50 mg per litre WAD cyanide limit for open waters, like ponds and tailing storage facilities. If a mine's open waters stay within this limit, and if there are no cyanide-related wildlife mortalities, then the mine is usually not required to take any additional protective measures. 
But what happens if a mine's open water facilities exceed the 50 milligram per litre wad cyanide limit? If this happens, Standard of Practice 4.4 says that the operation is then required to take steps to prevent birds, wildlife or livestock from accessing those waters. For example, it might have to cover the surfaces of ponds or impoundments with bird balls or netting that prevent birds landing on them. It can also fence those waters off from wildstock and livestock, or fill its heap leach solution collection ditches with crushed rock or gravel. These requirements may seem relatively straightforward. However, auditing whether a mine is in compliance with standard of practice 4.4 can be a complex task. Take fencing, for example. Tailing storage facilities are almost always required to be fenced in order to limit human or terrestrial wildlife access to those facilities. But a tailings facility with no fence is not necessarily out of compliance with standard of practice 4.4. For example, if there are no humans, wildlife or livestock nearby, an unfenced tailing facility could still potentially be judged by an auditor to be compliant with standard of practice 4.4 as long as the operation can demonstrate to the auditor's satisfaction that the risk of hazardous cyanide exposure is low enough. The auditor would evaluate the need for access restrictions during the site inspection, review inspection records, and make an auditor judgment. Another important auditing-related question is this. How do mines demonstrate that their open water facilities do not exceed the WAD cyanide concentration limit of 50 mg per litre? For this, operations need to present monitoring data for wad cyanide in tailings discharge and wad cyanide concentrations in other ponds. However, the presence of wad cyanide concentrations above the 50 mg per litre limit does not by itself mean the mine is non-compliant with standard of practice 4.4. Abnormal events and process upsets that cause wad concentrations to occasionally exceed 50 mg per litre are always a possibility. When exceedances have been recorded, in determining compliance, an auditor will typically evaluate the number of exceedances, their frequency and duration, and the timeliness and effectiveness of any corrective actions implemented to address them. So, it is critical that a mine properly investigates its own instances of exceeding the limit, identifies the causes of these lapses, and quickly takes effective corrective action, so that it has evidence to demonstrate to the auditor that the situation was addressed and the operation returned to compliance in a timely way. Another related question is, how often should WAD cyanide levels be measured? Once again, the answer to this question varies from operation to operation. We can, however, offer the following rule of thumb. When thinking about how often to measure the WAD cyanide levels in an open water facility, Mine operators should start by considering how far below the 50 mg per litre limit their facility normally operates at. They should then consider what could potentially increase their facility's wad cyanide concentration and how quickly. With these factors in mind, they should work out how much time they need to stop the facility's wad cyanide concentration increasing before it hits the crucial 50 mg per litre limit. They should then base their measurement frequency on the response time they have available. Advances in technology now mean that some online monitoring equipment can measure wad cyanide concentration every 15 to 20 minutes. An auditor is likely to also ask how quickly samples are analysed and the data reported on to enable both proactive and reactive actions to be taken where necessary. 
Operations and auditors must also evaluate whether maintaining a wad cyanide concentration of 50 mg per litre or less in open water is effective in preventing significant wildlife mortality. If a site maintains its wad cyanide levels below 50 mg per litre and there are no wildlife mortalities, this question is easy to answer. But what happens if wad cyanide levels are below 50 mg per litre and there are still wildlife mortalities? If this happens, the first response should be to report the mortalities and initiate a documented investigation. This investigation should address the following questions. Are the mortalities cyanide-related? Where are the mortalities occurring? Are they potentially a result of abnormal or emergency conditions? What actions can be taken to prevent the mortalities from reoccurring, both in the short term and the long term? It often helps to check if there were any coincidental process upsets, which may have resulted in temporary high wad cyanide plugs migrating through the system at the time where the mortalities occurred, as this may be a likely cause. When it comes to standard of practice 4.4, there are two non-negotiables for passing an audit. The first is that a mine must keep a complete record of its wad cyanide monitoring results. The second is that it carries out daily inspections for wildlife mortality around the facility. During a recertification audit, auditors should always ask to examine monitoring evidence covering the entire three-year period since the last audit. Any gap in the continuity of these records will need to be explained to the auditor's satisfaction. The auditor may also want to know what steps have been taken to prevent such a gap in record-keeping from reoccurring. As a result, mines should take steps to avoid data gaps. Any unexpected problems with their monitoring equipment should be addressed as quickly as possible. If repairs to monitoring equipment take longer than a shift, mines should increase their manual sampling to avoid data gaps until the repairs are completed. Keep leeches are also a concern for wildlife and management of solutions on leech pads is also a consideration in complying with standard of practice 4.4. Not only are the concentrations of cyanide in the process solution used on a heap leech quite high, but heap leeches tend to be relatively accessible to wildlife. This means that good infiltration is a top priority for heap leeches. Good infiltration allows the cyanide to swiftly work its way into the heap and avoiding any ponding on the surface that might attract birds. A code auditor will expect to find little or no ponding on top of a leech heap during a site inspection. An auditor will also expect to find clear procedures for remedying any excessive ponding and evidence that any previous or temporary ponding has been decisively dealt with. Heap leeches also need to be designed and operated to limit overspray where sprinkler systems are used. Controlling the overspray prevents contamination of soil, surface water and groundwater surrounding the heap leach lined area. Sometimes operations with open water facilities that exceed the wad cyanide level limit have site-specific circumstances that protect wildlife from cyanide exposure. The Cyanide Code provides some guidance on how such operations can demonstrate these circumstances. This is discussed in a separate podcast. Interested listeners may review details of this exception option under Audit Question 4.4.1 in the Guidance for Use of the Mining Operations Verification Protocol document. 
A link to this can also be found in the show notes. This concludes our codecast on the 50 milligram per liter wad cyanide limit. We hope that this has given you a better understanding of the code's basic expectations for protecting birds, wildlife and livestock. Additional details on this topic may be found in the ICMI's Guidance for the Use of the Mining Operations Verification Protocol, which is available on the Cyanide Code website. If you have any questions on this material or would like to make any comments, suggestions or requests for other topics to be covered, please send an email to us at info at cyanidecode.org.